Wednesday. And I apologize because it's super late, but we said we would do a podcast every day this year, and that's what we're going to do. Even if it's 10.35 at night on Wednesday, it's still technically Wednesday. So we're good, right? Just kidding. Uh, Hey, guys. So excited to talk to you tonight. Um, Quick update. My wellness and or my uh, sleep and intermittent fasting schedule, uh, which has recently changed. So I'm I'm basically trying to sleep short amounts of time at night, like four and a half hours. And then in the day, at some point, taking a little power nap, like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour uh, or actually, sorry, 90 minutes. Um, And it's been it's been, you know, in and out of working Uh, like I ate at like six o'clock till midnight yesterday. And that didn't really help me uh, because I didn't go to sleep till two, woke up at five. That also wasn't really productive. Um, But uh, tomorrow or sorry, sorry, today I ate at four, started eating at four and am now I stopped at 10. So I'm hoping these extra two hours of time. So by midnight, I'm going to be super tired and actually be able to fall asleep and then hopefully wake up at a normal time, like five, (laughs) five or six um, by falling asleep by midnight. So and then at some point tomorrow in the day, I can hopefully crash and do that. But um, yeah, so my wellness is still, you know, work in progress, but that's okay. Uh, My physical wellness, I should say. Uh, But today I thought we would talk about uh, basically it's you know, it's a great time. It's been a month now that we've been doing these podcasts. And if you're, if you're a new listener, there's a chance that maybe, you know, since the beginning, you haven't kind of been introduced to wellness and all the different types of wellness and what that means. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to go over each, uh, each one of the categories. There's eight of them. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be referencing, our handy dandy uh, website um, from ucdavis.edu. And I'll definitely put the actual link in the description below, but the link uh, basically says, you know, um, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash shcs.ucdavis.edu. And then it's uh, uh, forward slash wellness forward slash what dash is dash wellness. So if you can't actually see the link, um, maybe you could hear it this way and type it in, uh, which is obviously harder. But um, most of you will be able to just click the link and go to this information. And yeah, I was literally just Googling wellness um, in the process of me basically creating this company. And once I started reading these categories, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is perfect. Like this has everything. And, um, you know, a lot of these things, uh, we can basically all relate to and they're just, they're super important. And I think having just the, 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 awareness or the consciousness of of these categories is really just going to help us all prioritize our lives and 
just make sense of why we're having problems and why, you know, why we're struggling with certain parts of our life. And so, so yeah, I don't want to read the whole website verbatim, but, um, you know, it's even good for me to, to get this little, you know, introduction or recap for myself because, you know, there's certain things that I might've missed the first time I read this. So, um, but you know, the main question is what is wellness? And the definition of wellness is wellness is an active process of becoming aware of and making choices toward a healthy and fulfilling life. Wellness is more than being free from illness. It is a dynamic process of change and growth. And, you know, I, I think we can all agree that that's what we want to do with our lives in general. Um, we just might not call it that we might just call it like, you know, I, I want to be active or I want to be, you know, uh, able to start, um, start a business where, you know, I can motivate others or, you know, I want to work for an organization who helps others or, you know, in those, in those types of fields, you're going to have to be optimistic, positive. You're going to have to be stress-free. You're gonna have to problem solve. You're gonna have to grow with other people. And a lot of that is literally just your own personal wellness and how to add value to other people and, um, you know, not cause problems and not stress other people out. And just by having that attitude or that, that mind state, um, you know, you can take care of problems before they happen. Um, but the other question is why wellness matters. Maintaining an optimal level of wellness is absolutely crucial to live a higher quality, uh, of life. I'm assuming that's what it says. Uh, wellness matters. Wellness matters because everything we do and every emotion we feel relates to our well-being. In turn, our well-being directly affects our actions and emotions. It's an ongoing circle. Therefore, if it, uh, therefore, if it is more important for, uh, sorry, therefore, it is important for everyone to achieve optimal wellness in order to subdue stress, reduce the risk of illness, and ensure positive interactions. So, so right off the bat, we've, <clears throat> sorry, I should have drank some tea. Um, right off the bat, we can, you know, like I said, all agree that wellness is important, that if we don't already know about it, at least when we hear it, we can, we can agree that it's something that we would all want to strive for. And I mean, that's, that's an important thing because as long as you can agree there, now we can start growing together. Now we can start communicating correctly and help each other, add value, and, you know, just be better people in each other's lives. So, um, you know, that's great. Um, and so there's eight dimensions of wellness, which I kind of like that phrase. Um, I just said categories, but um, each dimension of wellness is interrelated with, with another. Each dimension is equally vital in the pursuit of optimal health. One can reach an optimal level of wellness by understanding how to maintain and optimize each of the dimensions of wellness. So the first one, um, basically in alphabetical order, is emotional. And now emotional wellness relates to understanding your feelings and uh, coping effectively with stress. Um, it is important to pay attention to self-care, relaxation, stress reduction, and the development of inner resources so you can learn and grow from experiences. So right off the bat, I can basically say that if you are in a stressful environment, whether it be at home, uh, with your spouse, uh, you know, your friendships, 
your workplace. Um, maybe it's your business. Um, maybe it's school. I, I, I don't, I don't have any other way to say it other than the fact that you need to get out of that situation. If you can't prevent stress from your life in a way that's manageable, then, you know, other than yourself, you know, other than you causing the stress for yourself in those places, if it's other people and it's other situations that you have no control over, there's no other way to say it other than you got to get out of that situation because stress alone not only causes gray hairs, you know, I've even, uh, you know, this is my, my normal story, but I've, I've gotten Bell's palsy in my face from being a musician, being on tour. I was, I was our manager. I was also like financing most of the stuff. So there was just a lot of things on my shoulders to where, you know, if we needed to pay for something or we needed to get a new show or we needed to, you know, handle a certain situation, I was usually that guy. And, you know, for two weeks straight, I was, you know, emailing, calling, driving, eating like shit. And there was just one, at one point, my body just gave out and, and the nerve in my face, uh, got inflamed, uh, which basically means, uh, I believe that the blood stopped going to, the, I think it was the left side of my face. So it went numb. I couldn't move it. So just imagine going to the dentist, right? And they numb you up and you can't feel that part of your face and you can even slur and you'll drool. So I had that just naturally. And the worst part about it was, you know, other than the fact that we were traveling, I think we were in Chicago or we were passing through it was up, up like Midwest. And we were, we were coming, I think through Oklahoma up to Chicago, Michigan, and then like coming back down. And we ended up in Texas where we stayed with some friends of mine, uh, some family friends. And, uh, one of the, the family friends was a doctor and he looked, he looked at me and didn't have to ask me anything. Just said, um, or, you know, he didn't have to investigate. All he said was, you know, how long have you had Bell's palsy? And at the time I was like chewing gum and I was trying to make it look like I didn't have anything wrong with me. I was just chewing weird, like, you know, kind of like that. So all that to be said is that was probably one of the most stressful times of my life. And I was actually doing something I loved. I was, I was doing music. I was doing it with my own band and my own team and, and in my own way, you know, we were literally driving my freaking. Toyota Camry pulling a trailer. Uh, it was a V6, so it could do it. But you know, it, it was it was me. It was my own thing with 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 my team, and and yet you know, I was still putting myself through just really bad physical uh, torture, really. And you know, I didn't know any better. Though I was young, and and I thought I could do whatever I wanted, and and you know, there's really no consequences. But um, the scariest part, though, is you know, after that conversation with with my family friend. He, he basically said, well, just remember, like it, it might not come back, you know, just because you stop being stressed out and you eat better and, you know, you have a banana. It's like that doesn't mean it's going to come back. It might not ever come back. And that's how that happens to some people. And thank God it did come back um, because, you know, I just I was devastated at the at the moment. You know, the fact that we were trying to do all these other things, too, um, while also having that little physical impairment was just, it was a lot to, to juggle and emotionally, spiritually, physically, basically wellness wise. And, 
we got through it once we were back in LA, you know, it went away, but it was just, it was a crazy time because that was really like the first time that I really recognized how, how bad stress is on your life. And I'll never do it again. I'll never put myself through that. It doesn't matter what it is. If I'm, if I'm the CEO of a fortune 500 company and there's certain stressful things that, you know, I can't hire someone else to handle certain aspects of certain things. And, and it's, if all the weights on me, like, I'm just gonna be like, this is not worth my health to do that. And I'm going to, I'm going to prevent it in any way I can either by stepping down or by handing it off to someone else and doing another role that's less, you know, intense, you know, whatever the case may be, because I, I just, you can't afford to put yourself through that stress. And, you know, that's not, that's not the normal scenario. The normal scenario is going to be like, you have a relationship or you have, you know, a family member, or there's something in your life that you've kind of let it happen. And you've kind of just, you didn't want to be that guy who was like, Hey man, I, I just can't handle that right now. You know, I, I, you know, you didn't want to, you didn't want to basically be the person that <clears throat> has to kind of say enough is enough no more, but I'm at a point now where I'll tell people flat out, like, I, I don't, I don't enjoy negativity, cynicism, or, uh, uh, you know, pessimistic, uh, outlooks. And if that's, if that's the way you want to look at this situation or run your life, that's fine, but do it the hell away from me because I don't, I don't want to handle that. I don't, I can't, I can't have that in my life right now. Um, or ever really, uh, because it's just not worth it. So, uh, as far as emotional wellness goes, uh, I think the biggest thing is is your stress. Get away from stress. If, if, if it's something that you can't control, then possibly prioritize, you know, your workplace, you know, your, you know, whatever organization it is or whatever um, family member it is or friend, you know, just, you know, people, people will change, but a lot of times you have to kind of set the example you have, or places can change too, but you got to set the example. You, you can only control what you do with your life. So make sure you do your part and don't make excuses for everyone else. Um, but yeah, so wellness, uh, as far as emotionally goes, super important, uh, especially on the stress side. Uh, the next one is environmental. So environmental wellness inspires us to live a lifestyle that is respectful of our surroundings. This realm encourages us to live in harmony with the earth by taking action to protect it. Environmental well-being promotes interaction with nature and your personal environment. Everyone can have a strong environmental consciousness, conscious, simple, simply by raising their awareness, which is like most, uh, most of the wellnesses, you know, it's just being aware. It's just, you know, kind of taking a second to be like, okay, out of all the wellnesses, you know, which one am I neglecting? Odds are it might be environmental. And I know everyone thinks environmental, meaning like earth and, you know, outdoors and all that stuff, but it could be your workplace. It could be, um, you know, your home, but at the same time, then what aspects of your workplace, what aspects of your home is, is truly environmental, you know, whether it's bringing plants inside the house or inside your workplace, into your cubicle, um, you know, even, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say diet is a part of it, but like if you're growing your own, um, you know, green onion or, 
you know, jalapenos or avocados or something that you would then, you know, make into your food. Um, you know, my wife and I just got a composter, uh, which we're going to end up posting, uh, at some point on the SoCal QOL YouTube and, and other places. But the idea is that, you know, there's all this, all this compost that we end up usually throwing away or, you know, throwing it in the garbage disposal if you have one. And it was just another way to connect to nature instead of just throwing that stuff away and having to go to a landfill, even though they need it, they do need that kind of landfill stuff. It was like, well, yeah, why don't we, why don't we try to compost? And, you know, we got a little composter from our family. Um, that's really nice stainless steel thing. And I throw the, I throw the scraps, the eggshells, the banana peels into this composter in this little like de- decomposable bag. And then once it's pretty full or, you know, when you open it up and it really, it smells really bad, you then take it out to the big guy in the back and, you know, open the lid and throw it in there and then, you know, mix it all up with all the other stuff. And by doing that, it's just one other connection to the earth to the soil that hopefully we'll end up using as soil for uh, another plant, another uh, veggie, or, you know, another avocado tree, whatever the case may be. And it's just that connection that just kind of, you know, it changes your, your mentality when it comes to like just throwing shit away. And so, you know, for you, it may be, you know, going on uh, walks or hikes outside, or, you know, maybe it's traveling more, or maybe it's going to some landmarks like the Grand Canyon or the Yosemite. Um, so, or Yellowstone even. So, you know, find out what environmentally gets you excited. And I would encourage everyone, if you can't do it daily, because it's like a trip kind of thing, you know, definitely try to do it once a month or, you know, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's, you stay out there for a couple weeks or whatever, but, you know, having that connection to, to the outdoors is important. And then even if you bring it into the house, that's even better because, you know, you're, you're still gonna have that connection. You're going to be watering that plant, you know, every other day, you're going to make sure it's in the sun. You're going to take care of this thing for the sole purpose of it just being a living creature that you can then, you know, have it grow and, and sit back and go, yeah, I I helped that thing grow, you know, but there's, yeah, there is something to be said about that kind of environmental wellness. And, you know, for me, for our hashtag 365 experiment, um, you know, my thing environmentally is I walk and or hike outside every day. So, you know, I actually haven't even hiked yet. Uh, I've only been walking. So the past 37 days, I've been literally just walking outside, but I get outside, you know, I I walk down, um, you know, one of my main streets, I loop back, I go around this little, you know, open area kind of mall. And, you know, I'm, I see people, I hear, you know, the, the commotion of the world. I'm able to, you know, see the wind, the weather, the nature, you know, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's super cold. Um, so just being in those types of environments where it's, you know, it's not just being cozy, warm and fuzzy at your house. It's, it's literally like, you know, you're in the element and you have to, you have to kind of fight for the, you know, not fight for your life, but you know, there's times where you're like, well, I, I should have worn an extra coat or, you know, I, I should have planned ahead longer. I should have brought an umbrella, you know, that kind of stuff. Those kinds of little, like, like reality checks are really good because 
it makes you connected to your environment and your surroundings. So I encourage everybody to to pick some type of environmental thing. And even if you click into, you know, this website, um, you know, there's more in-depth descriptions of different types of environmental wellness. So uh, next one is financial wellness. Uh, and it involves the process of learning how to successfully manage financial expenses. Money plays a critical role in our lives and not having enough of it impacts health as well as academic performance. Financial stress is repeatedly found to be a common source of stress, anxiety, and fear of college students. So I can't really speak on the college student side. Um, I think if, if you're if you are a college student, it's probably because you there's a job that you can't you can't learn the trade any other way, which is fine. Um, like if you're a doctor, um, I would want you to go to college if you're a doctor. Uh, but for other things, sometimes it's just learning on site, um, getting some work experience. And um, sorry, we're talking about financial, but uh, as far as as far as financial expenses and um, like the thing, like my wife and I are doing this year is we're not. Uh, one, we're trying to get rid of bad debt, but two, we're we're not we're only gonna spend the money that we have. So we're not gonna we're not gonna buy stuff that we can't afford. And a lot of that, what that means is, you know, cash only. So we've got our regular paychecks that come in that we know are, you know, direct deposit kind of thing. And we set those aside for our regular bills and you know, uh, you know, rent and and other things of that nature. But then there's those extra stuff, you know, oh, we wanna go out to eat, we wanna go on a trip or we want to, you know, help somebody out with something or, you know, you want to buy a gift for somebody that kind of stuff we need to make extra money for. And like my wife, she works in the restaurant industry, so she could pick up another shift, make some tips for me. Uh, even partnering with SoCal QOL, you know, we've been helping, you know, pack rats, uh, or even hoarders, um, take their stuff that they have just sitting around their house, throwing it on eBay, having a garage sale, throwing it on Craigslist and selling it. And, you know, that for me is another piece of income uh, or it's another, you know, side hustle. And it's it's great because like even today I sold a book on eBay that I've had up for months, but it sold for five bucks. And today I had like a $5 coffee. So essentially that coffee was free because I put the work into looking up the book, taking pictures of it, throwing it up online. It sat there for months and lo and behold, I sold it, goes into my PayPal account. I can literally take that PayPal card say, Oh, I'd like a coffee, please. So having that mentality of like, I'm only going to buy the things I can afford is, is huge for financial wellness because one, uh, as I, you might've heard, if you haven't heard, you'll hear it now, but I get so excited and so pumped up about about getting notifications from eBay saying I sold something. It's like, it's a rush. It's like an addiction that I, I love it every single time. Like if I can get two things sold in one day, I'm like, woo, I'm like, yep, gonna have a drink to celebrate this one. But it's true. Like there's just something about having that little connection to your finances that gets you excited, that makes you happy. And if you can find something, you know, on the side of the road and sell it for 20 bucks, that's amazing. Or if you, let's say you see something on clearance at Kohl's and you flip it on eBay for, you know, twice as much as you bought it for and it sells, that's awesome, you know, or even garage selling. Um, you know, 
99% of the things that you have in your house, you either probably haven't touched in a while, you haven't used it, you haven't worn it, you haven't, um, you know, if it's an appliance, you haven't even turned it on. And if you put that stuff out on a garage sale day and sold even 10% of it, you'd probably make a hundred bucks. And that's a hundred bucks that could go towards your, your debt, could go towards, you know, your kids, um, you know, saving it up for a big trip or, or just, you know, throwing it into uh, an investment like gold. Um, so we need to be financially, uh, uh, aware of, of just our current situation, because especially when our economy goes down in the next, you know, five years, 10 years, and, and our dollar isn't going to go as far. And with that, I think a lot of people are going to freak out because they'd be like, Oh no, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, I can't afford to get another job. Like I don't have that kind of time. I have kids or I have, you know, enough on my plate and it just won't work. And so by you taking the next step of like, well, if I can't go physically get another job, I can at least go hustle and do something else that's not going to take as much time or I pick and choose when I do it. And so that financial wellness is going to be huge for our nation, for our economy and for everyone's individual income. And so I really, really highly recommend that you guys be aware of that now so that you're set up to win uh, in the future. Um, but so financial wellness is huge, uh, especially in marriages uh, with your spouse or your relationship. You need to be financially savvy. So uh, next one, intellectual wellness uh, involves having an open mind when you encounter new ideas and continuing to expand your knowledge. It, encourage, it encourages active participation in scholastic, cultural, and community activities. So intellectual to me, ironically, is what I'm doing right now. Podcasting to me is how I learn. And, and I've just kind of just decided that's how I'm going to learn. And I've just gone with it and it's been working. Um, you know, <clears throat> a majority of the podcasts I have on my phone, if they're not mine uh, or SoCal QOLs or another company that I, I run, it's, it's going to be stuff that I listen to because it's real estate based or it's, you know, it's got a lot of smart people on it or it's just really intriguing types of um types of content that I haven't thought of or, or, you know, normally would be around or hear about. And so that's my intellectual wellness. And so by listening to them and then doing my own, essentially I'm having this, this conversation with usually myself, but, and then I get other people to come in and talk, um, to you guys and, or me, uh, about a subject and it's just super enlightening and it, it broadens my horizons. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm actually working towards things that I didn't know I needed to work towards. And that's kind of like the, the perfect scenario, the perfect, uh, the perfect place to be when it comes to the intellectual wellness, you almost want to learn without even thinking that you're learning. So anything like that, that you can do, um, I would say most of the time it's going to be subjects or things that you're kind of into, like, let's say you're trying to learn a new instrument. And the best thing I would say in that scenario is you need to do something that is fun and that you can do for a long time. And for me, podcasting, I can do it every day, which is what I've been doing this year. And so if, if you can pick up a guitar and you can start playing, you know, let's say it's your favorite band and you can play 
every one of your band's favorite song or your one of your every one of their favorite band songs, then start there and do that. And intellectually, you're going to connect to those ideas. You're going to connect to the principles better. You're actually going to put in the time and effort and and you're going to then come out better than you were before. Um, I think too many people like they hear intellectual wellness and they go, oh, so like, am I supposed to like read the dictionary or like go take a class? It's like, no, like you, you can literally just do something that excites you, gets you, you know, gets you intrigued and makes you actually spend a couple extra minutes a day pursuing that either by reading, listening, watching. Um, YouTube is a huge resource for me. Um, most of the stuff that I share with you guys, I actually hear about on YouTube. Uh, just from, you know, going to my normal feed, but also, you know, getting the recommendations um, from YouTube. But um, yeah, I mean, you you can learn in any way, uh, shape or form. So don't limit that. Um, but also don't be lazy with it. You know, make sure you can actually do it every day. And, you know, broaden your horizons, even if it's just, uh, you know, five minutes a day. Um, it doesn't have to be a long amount of time. And, you know, if I could do five minute podcasts every day, I would, but ironically, there's just not enough time in that amount of space to relay all the things that I want to talk to you guys about. So that's why we have a podcast like today, which is probably going to go for another 15, 20 minutes. So, um, next one, we have occupational wellness. And it is about enjoying your occupational endeavors and appreciating your contributions. This dimension of wellness encourages personal satisfaction and enrichment in one's life through work. So depending on your age, I'm sure either you've had a job. Um, if you're 15, 16, yeah, maybe you started you know, your first job. Uh, anything before that, maybe it's washing cars, mowing lawns, um, you know, some people might, some people actually might be creative enough to be being a paid musician at that age or a paid dancer, or, you know, um, I wanted to say something about sports, but you know, who knows, maybe, maybe you do some extracurricular activity that you can actually get paid for. Um, but the whole point is your occupation and I, I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to say it's your career. I don't want to say it's just your business. I want to say it's everything. I want to say it's anything that you see yourself making money from. If if you don't feel like you're contributing to it, um, whether you're the, the bottom level, the mid level or the top level, there's a good chance that it's going to bring you down. It's going to make you feel like crap. And so in that regard we we need to be very aware of that type of effect that our occupation can have on us and you know i've left multiple jobs because i didn't believe in the leadership style i didn't believe that my method of doing something my standards were at all aligned with theirs and most of the time it was because you know, maybe their maybe their agenda was way different than mine was, or maybe my interpretation of what we were there to do was nothing compared to what theirs was. And and that's fine. That's okay. My point in saying that is I don't need to be there. And unless they're gonna 
see me as a valuable enough asset to change what they're doing, then you need to leave. You need to get out of that place because if you don't, you're going to burn more bridges. You're going to hurt more people. You're going to build a bad reputation and you don't need to do that because most of us are good people. Most of us have a optimistic, positive outlook on life, especially if we're talking about wellness and you know what's up, like you're not stupid. You you know that if you do one thing in your wellness, it's going to affect your other. You know, if you have lack of sleep, odds are you're going to have, you know, a bad attitude and be have have a terrible emotional wellness. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, there's there's going to come a time where you need to make a decision, a stance um, that goes above just your financial obligations and and that comes down to your occupational wellness. And so I encourage everyone, if, if you're at a place where you don't mind, you're you're cool just riding the coattails of whoever's driving the driving the ship like that's great. Like do that as long as you physically can. But there will come a point where you actually have to physically like you get ick or uh, you, you physically feel ill because of what you're seeing in in the workplace or the organization or the company. And, and even the people that, you know, they're like, maybe they're people you've known forever. And all of a sudden they're acting a different way that, you know, that they're, that's not where they come from, or that's not what, at least you've had conversations with them about. And, you know, there's, there's not much you can do in that situation other than take yourself out of it and prioritize your own, you know, direction. And then after that, you can then, you know, figure out what your next move is. Um, the best case scenario would be like you you figure that out a couple months beforehand, you find another job, and then you're able to transition without losing any money. Most of the time with me, that doesn't happen. I usually cut bait and figure it out later, which doesn't always um, end well. But um, but don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Um, you know your your wellness and occupation uh, is is really really important. Um, I I honestly think almost more than financial. Um, cause you can always get two really good job or sorry, you can always get, uh, or replace one shitty job that pays really well with two, uh, mediocre paying jobs, but actually you have way better occupational wellness in. And so that's my stance on it. Um, that's kind of where SoCal QOL is at when it comes to recommending how people manage their occupational wellness. So, um, if you have any questions about that, contact us, email, FedEx, um, smoke signal. Uh, next one, which is probably the most common, is physical wellness, which is what relates to maintaining a healthy body and seeking care when needed. Physical health is attained through exercise, eating well, getting enough sleep, and paying attention to the signs of illness and getting help when needed. So, yeah. This one's super easy to look at because we all know if, yeah, we don't get enough sleep, we're not eating enough or eating enough right of the right stuff or exercising a good amount. Um, at a certain age, you're, you're not going to be able to keep up with your lifestyle. And so because of that reason, we, we really do need to see the signs. Um, you know, if your doctor prescribes you some, you know, uh, high cholesterol medicine. Maybe you just need to change a little bit in your diet, do a little bit more exercise and sleep a little bit more. 
and your blood pressure will go down and you'll feel a lot better. Um, that's not, that's not common in America. Um, you look at a lot of people with, with obesity, type two diabetes, um, they're not hearing that they're hearing, Oh, well you just need to take this pill. And so they're, they're just feeding this, the, is it they're feeding the symptom and not, and not feeding the cause, um, not trying to fix the cause of the, of the issue. And that's super sad. Um, like even with the, the New York abortion law, um, I was really surprised at how many people were mainly just saying like, Oh, they're baby killers and blah, blah, blah. But when you really go down in depth into why it actually was created, it was because of women. Because a lot of people, a lot of women do, you know, get hurt by giving birth or just have complications or maybe even die while giving birth. That still happens. It's pretty common. I think one out of three um, women have complications. Um, that doesn't mean they die, but, you know, they, they have a problem. And uh, the scariest part, though, for me, as just, you know, a man, uh, but also a husband, a future father, um, a lot of those complications are preventable because they are because they're uh, due to obesity, type two diabetes. Um, There was one other one. Um, But that scared me because if if someone is physically uh, unable to carry a baby and it's because they're overweight or they have something like diabetes because of their, their diet. Like that's not right. Like we shouldn't be letting that happen. Like create all the laws you want. But if people are, are, are taking a situation where they're physically not ready to have a baby and they get pregnant and instead of handling the problem at hand, the cause of the issue, they're just blaming it on the baby and then aborting it. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I know that's not every situation. I get that, but that's why that, that's why that law came in, came about was it was partnering with the, um, the women's health care act. I think it was called or health care act, um, or health, some, it was an act. <laughs> it was an act to help women's health. Um, so it had nothing to do with abortion or, you know, not believing that the babies weren't, you know, actual human beings until 24 weeks or something. It's not about that. It's really about their health. So that really scared me. But um, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the future. But your physical wellness is super huge. Um, I... I can't say enough how much uh, Primal Blueprint has done for me and my wife and I and really just helped us figure out like who we are um, physically, um, but even, you know, getting a handle and, and, and on on what we eat and then being able to dictate our sleep. And then from there, it's just like you just feel empowered. You feel like you can do anything. Um you know, you, you start losing weight and you go like, crap, what else could I fucking do? Like, this is amazing. Like I could go freaking climb Mount Everest now, or I can, you know, buy the, the building next door or whatever. Like you just, you get this confidence that that can't be done in any other way. I don't think unless you're physically well. And so, um, obviously a huge pillar 
at SoCalQOL is the physical side. Because even for me, like right now I'm balancing my, my sleep and my eating, trying to mix it up and figure out a new way for me to still wake up early every day. But while I'm losing weight and I'm needing more energy and needing more food to eat more protein so that I can, you know, build more muscle. It's like, I'm, I'm constantly battling it, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun in that way because I know what works and what doesn't work. And all I have to do is, is try new things in different ways. And once I, once I have it happen and I go, okay, cool. Well, that one way didn't work for me this time. So let's either try it again at a different time or a different type of food or a different sleep schedule. And that way, you know, we can see what happens. So uh, if you have any questions on that uh, as well, physical wellness is huge and uh, we want you to be healthy. We want you to be able to sleep as much as you want to sleep. Uh, and when you want to sleep, we want you to be able to, to know what foods to eat. And we want you to be able to know when to eat because that's also important. Can't eat all day. Um, that's not, that's not healthy. Um, even though that's what we were told for a very long time. So, uh, second to last, uh, we have social wellness and social wellness helps you perform social roles effectively and comfortably and create a support network. This dimension of wellness allows you to not only develop encouraging relationships with peers, but also intimate relationships with romantic partners. Um, so yeah, social is not like social networks. It's not, it's not supposed to be like social media or anything like that. Um, even though that is a type of social wellness, but as far as a whole, as a, as a part of, part of a dimension, it's, it's, it's more about your relationships that you build with people. You know, like you said, like I said, at your workplace, your family life, um, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and then from there, you know, that could also overlap into social media. Um, like if you have a business and you want to add value to people, hop onto social media and just start, you know, looking up hashtags and commenting and, you know, starting a conversation with people and just telling them that, Hey, this is a great photo or really enjoyed your video or whatever. Like just put that positivity out there, add that value and, and build up your social wellness. But, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm excited too. Cause we're going to probably end up having more marriage relationship based things and topics come up on the social side. But until then, a lot of times I, I, I have great conversations with people that are just, you know, we're just doing life together. And I really just want to share the conversation we had because a lot of it has to do with the social wellness side of our relationship that we have. And uh, that to me is important. But even through there, we'll bounce into other types of wellness too. So it's like a win-win. But uh, I think a huge part of wellness will be social wellness, will be the marriage side, the relationship side, maybe even family side. So, you know, having a better family um, relationship. Um, but yeah, so social wellness isn't just about social networks and stuff, but that is a part of it. So don't be, don't be, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, and last but not least is spiritual wellness. And so if you're atheist, don't worry. This isn't just about religion. Um, but spiritual wellness allows you to develop a set of values that help you seek meaning and purpose. Spirituality can be represented in many ways, for example, through relaxation or religion. 
but being spiritually well means knowing which resources to use to cope with issues that come up in everyday life. So, yes, uh, religions, for the most part, do have the type of wellness we're talking about. They have values, they have ethics, they have morals. But that doesn't mean that you have to only apply those things to your life through a religion. That's that's not the point. And obviously, yes, we can talk about religions and, and talk about who has what and who believes this and, you know, where they stand on this type of ethical thing or, you know, where's their moral stance on that? Like, we could do that, but that's not the point. The point is having standards, being able to, to hold each other accountable to those standards, and then from there you know, having a good life. Uh, because for me, a lot of what, a lot of the things that I get out of my own life is because I have a certain standard of the way I live, you know, every day. And so, you know, if, if I'm going to go to a workplace environment and I know the job is to do this, this, and this, and other people like me are only doing this or only doing that, and they're ignoring the other one, completely and the ball's being dropped and things are just causing chaos for no reason because those two people don't understand that there is a standard that you need to keep and you need to do things a certain way uh maybe because morally they just don't they don't care maybe it's their first job or maybe it's their last job who knows uh so that that spiritual wellness side of life is super important uh in organizations in, um, I mean, in family life. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, religion wise for sure. Um, I think most families have some type of religion that they all believe in because it helps, you know, you know, you communicate to each other, uh, make sure you know that, Hey, we don't say that because of our religion or we, you know, we don't do this because it's ethically wrong compared, you know, when it comes to our religion, but um, but once again, you know, you can have morals, ethics and values without having a, you know, quote unquote, faith based organization behind it. And I think that's super important for everyone to understand, because even the places that should have are, are saying they have those things, having those types of religious, you know, commandments and laws and creeds and stuff, a lot of times they don't even do it. So, you know, as hypocritical as that is, there's a point where you need to, you know, hone in on you, on your own standards. And, you know, if you're the man of the house, you know, you can make sure to hold your family accountable to that. If you're the woman in the house and and, you know, maybe you are the breadwinner and you you can say that this is the way we're going to use, you know, our money and you know, this is ethically what we're going to do, or this is, you know, spiritually where, where I want us to be, you know, great. Um, but you, you need to be aware of that and that how important that can be in someone's life. Because if, if someone goes into a situation and they don't have a stance yet, the random Joe Schmo who doesn't give a shit about you tells, tells you, or I should say, doesn't give a shit about your kid tells your kid that oh no you don't have to worry about that like who cares you know go steal his wallet or go beat him up or you know we don't need to go to class today like they're they're getting parented by joe schmo they're not getting parented by you and so that's a scary thought because uh 
you know, if you're not teaching your kids, then odds are they're going to get it from somebody else. And once you hone in on those standards, ethics, morals, it's going to be way easier for you to actually communicate something because they're not going to question you. They're not going to be like, well, why do we do that? Or how come I can't say this? Or why can't I, you know, date that girl or whatever, or kiss that boy? It's like, well, there's a certain way we we do our life, you know, and, and we, we want to be able to do it long term consistently and sustain it for the rest of our lives. So, um, yeah, before we hit 50 minutes, I just want to say I hope this has been informative that you kind of got another good recap of the introduction to wellness. Uh, Obviously, we could keep talking over and over again. Obviously, we also have a day dedicated to every type of wellness. So obviously, me going over all of them in one podcast is kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to fall short. But uh, I think that's okay because, you know, for those, like I said, those new listeners who maybe haven't had this type of introduction all at once, I think it's important. So I hope that adds value to you. Um, As always, please, uh, you know, rate and review our podcast, share it with anyone who you feel it would add value to Um, you. Please, 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 you know, comment, message, post anything anywhere on our social media accounts. Um, you know, we really love to hear from you guys. We would love any new ideas, any new subjects, any new products, any new, any new things of wellness, you know? Um, but yeah, a new thing I think I'm going to start, uh, communicating more is, uh, if you guys got pictures, uh, if you guys got videos that you would want us to share to our community here, we are more than happy to receive them. I can't guarantee that we will post them right away or use them uh, right away, but you know we can definitely collect uh, a good amount of content for for the purpose of sharing good, uh, positive, optimistic uh, things of wellness to build up everyone's quality of life. So even if it's like just a quick picture of your breakfast, because it's primal based, it's got a good amount of protein and fat with a little bit of carbs on the side. Great. Um, if it's uh, a workout that you've been really enjoying doing, or it's a yoga pose, or, you know, maybe you're just outside, maybe you're, you know, in the, at the Grand Canyon and you're just admiring the environment. Um, please send it our way. We'd love to retweet, repost, um, you know, give you a shout out, whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, you probably end up hearing me say that more and more often because it's been happening recently, just naturally, uh, from people that I know. And, you know, because I can oversee so calcul well, um, I'm able to, to funnel them to different places and uh, so I'd love to, to do that for you guys. So uh, we love y'all. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you later.